Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Greitens. Tonight, there's an incredible story out on justthenews.com entitled Ex-FBI Director Clears Papa John's Founder of Racial Bias and Slams a Clearly Inaccurate Media. John Solomon sat down with Papa John's founder. All right, folks, welcome here. In just a few seconds, we're going to be sitting alongside and asking questions of one of America's iconic business leaders, John Schnatter. You know him as Papa John, the founder of one of the world's greatest pizza chains. But before we get that, I want to set the stage for this uh, interview, and that is early this week at Just the News, we broke a story that former FBI Director Louis Free had exonerated Mr. Schnatter. Uh, of charges of racism and in fact really documented how the news media turned the story around. There were quotes from John Schnatter in which he was actually talking about how he despised racism, how he fought racism, and instead the media made it look just the opposite. I want you to hear exactly what Director Free said. When you hear his own words, you're going to be shocked about what he said about the media. Let's roll to that tape. So that was the allegation, and if you read some of these articles, including some mainstream articles, that's what they report. Um, we found that to be just completely inaccurate. So if you read the transcript, it's not very long and not very complicated. Uh, he doesn't even mention the NFL players. Doesn't even make a reference to the protests. What he does consistently is he criticizes the NFL leadership. He says they need to solve this problem to the satisfaction of the players. So unfortunately, uh, the mainstream articles that reported him criticizing the protests and the NFL players. They weren't just wrong, they were dead wrong. All right, completely inaccurate and dead wrong. Those are words you never want to hear when you're a journalist, but that's what exactly what Director Lewis Free found when he reviewed these transcripts. What he's talking about is an Associated Press story that reported that John Schnatter had criticized NFL players for kneeling during the anthem. He did no such thing. When they went back to the transcript, what you found out was that Mr. Schnatter actually said he was criticizing the NFL leadership for failing to address the players' concerns that led to those protests. What a different context. Now, he goes on to take on another article, an article in Forbes magazine. It was the last article that appeared before John Schnatter uh, stepped down as chairman. And what he said, in, uh, the, what the article claimed, is that John Schnatter said during a training exercise uh, there was a moment when Colonel Sanders used to use the N-word, and they cut off the quote right there. Sounded kind of ominous. It turns out that the quote that was left out was, and I never used that word. That's what John Schneider said. It wasn't in the Forbes magazine. Listen to what Louis Free had to say about that. He never intended to use that word as a racial slur. He wasn't referencing to anyone. He was not directing it at a third party or at any phenomena or a concept. He was merely quoting someone else's use of the word to emphasize that a double standard had been applied against him uh, unfairly because he's never used the word and would never use the word himself. And then, outrageously, 
this is leaked uh, by somebody who has control and access to the tape recording, would be my bet, uh, to Forbes magazine, who writes this uh, very uh, horrific story painting John Schnatter as a racist and using and relying on improperly uh, the reference that he made to someone else using the word. So the Forbes article uh, was not only outrageous because it was the source of a leak, uh, but it was doubly outrageous because it was inaccurate. Doubly outrageous. What a condemnation of the news media. Now joining us for the first time to talk about this here at Real America's Voice is John Schnatter, the founder of Papa John's. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. When you hear those comments from the former director of the FBI, somebody that's revered by both Republicans and Democrats, and he's condemning the media and literally turning the story around the way we first heard it two years ago, what was your first reaction? Well, um, you know, just a really a relief uh, that somebody finally got it right, somebody of Louis' uh, stature and uh, credibility. I mean, when you have the best of the best uh, exonerate you, and uh, you know, say this is not what happened. This is not true. This is false. It, it pretty well exonerates you, and it, it sets you free. And it was just a real blessing and a great day for me. It was, and it's now been about 48 hours, and it seems like mm. that word mm. is starting to seep out. I've heard from a lot of people. I'm yeah. sure you have. Do you think the public perception that was so mm. drilled in by the news media that there was a race problem at Papa John's? We now know that wasn't the case. That that will reverse itself over time. Is this the beginning point for reversing the story and getting the truth out? Um, maybe I'm a, an optimist by nature. Um, I always try to look at the bright side. Right. I think a lot of people thought from the get-go, this doesn't add up. This doesn't make sense. There's too many things that just don't hang together. And so a lot of, I think a lot of folks questioned this and were a little uh, skeptical of it. I think what this does is solidifies that, yeah, they were right. There wasn't anything to it. It was a farce. It was uh, fabricated. And uh, the folks that probably were thinking the other way probably saying, oh, okay, you know, he's exonerated. He, he didn't do it. And, uh, you know, let's put this behind us behind and us. move on. Yeah. yeah. The, um, a lot of the folks who didn't believe that were actually quoted in uh, Director Free's report. He did sort of an FBI background check. He not only went through the transcripts and showed the news media got it wrong and you never said the things you were accused of saying. He went through 40 years of your life, former FBI director. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> He talked to a lot of African-American leaders, particularly in Louisville, where you grew up and where your iconic business was formed. And to, a, to the person, every one of them said, this portrait we knew was wrong. We know John Schneider. He's been a community leader. He's been engaged with us. And they said something else that really struck me. They were angry that the media didn't come to them and ask him, do you think that John <laughs> Schneider has a problem? It actually turned the entire story around on the media from the people who were supposed to be the victims of this. What was your reaction to hear all those people from your past life talk that way about you? Well, it was, it was emotional. It, it touched my heart to, um, uh, to know that we've been involved uh, with the black community in a very positive way for generations. Yeah. Um, back to my father, back in the, the 50s and 60s. And they, you know, they were by, behind me and beside me, uh, shoulder to shoulder throughout this. And, um, you know, there was a lot of nights that you're laying in bed with tears going, my gosh, how'd they do this? How, how in the world did they, they paint me in this box? Because there's no, no truth, none, right. not a nilch. Um, and um, the, the black community, the black leaders, um, I love them and they love me. And they stood by my side and they went to bat and uh, they talked to Louie and, Louis just kind of shook his head and said, how in the world did they pull this off? And uh, I said, well, when you figure it out, let me know. It's uh, remarkable. Over the last three or four years, I've seen this script play out several times yeah. in politics. Now in the boardroom, in your case, mm -hmm. uh, a false story. 
is turned around on the person and uh, it's sustained. It's Carter Page in the FBI investigation. Mike Flynn, who I just recently talked to, yeah. had the same experience. You, how do we begin the process in America of stopping this sort of insanity? The public gets misled. We go through a lot of uh, unnecessary pain and suffering, <laughs> personally for you, but even larger. I mean, everyone's proud of Papa John's. When we turned on the NFL uh, every Saturday, we saw you with Peyton sure. Manning or someone. You, you're part of our family in America, and they, all of a sudden they see that institution turn, uh, torn down. Is there a way that we can put a stop to this? I mean, do you have a plan to you know, perhaps go after people who, who pursued this false story against you? Well, I think it starts with uh, the overall macro goal for humanity. I have four goals in life. One is to follow my soul, my right. heart. Two is to make sure it benefits everybody, humanity, make sure it's, it's good for us, us as a, a, a family, as, as humans. Uh, three is it's scalable and four is it's sustainable. So I think the first thing we do, got to do is stop attacking each other. And that starts with really kindness and forgiveness and love. And as, as nasty as this is for uh, a founder to start a business in a broom closet and to grow it to 5,000 stores yeah. and do it the right way and do it by the book and do it for the long haul and then have a board of directors paint you as a racist. I mean, that's beyond envy or jealousy. That's, that's really evil. But I forgive them. I forgive them and um, they're going to be held accountable. But I don't have ill feelings in my heart. And I think that, you know, when people do do things they shouldn't do or they wrong, I think they got to understand that we're all in this together right. and we can get to where we need to be without tearing each other apart. And I think that starts with love and kindness. How do you get to that point of forgiveness? I'm sure there are some moments early on where you're <laughs> seeing your name besmirched and you know it's not true, but you can't stop the tidal wave. It's a tidal yeah. wave. How do you go? What are the stages that you go through from first, you know, being shocked, right? Yeah. Uh, to walk us through what you had to go through to get to that point of forgiveness, because I would find it pretty hard to forgive people to do what they if they did to me what they did to you. Well, I didn't say I was quite there yet. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> You're on the process. I'm doing the best I can with yeah. what I got to work yeah. with. But um, the first is confused. Um, uh, wow, I don't understand. The second is, did this really happen? The third is, you go, oh my God, I've worked all my life for my, my reputation to build a great company and I've been painted as a racist by my own board of directors. I mean, it's, it's pretty hurtful. Yeah. And then it's so painful to see, you don't want to see it. You force yourself to go blind because you're like, they, they really set me up, they really did this. And then you just work through it and you go, okay, what's the truth? Um, there was no history, not a speck of anything that was not totally respectful to the black community. Right. Uh, and um, that's just the way I was raised. So, okay, the truth was on my side. Um, the good news is there was a tape. In fact, there's two tapes. That's um, important. And we'll talk about yeah. the second tape because uh, a lot should. of folks don't know about the second tape, but it, it definitely indicts laundry service and the board of directors. Yeah. But long and uh, short of it, you, um, you, you go, okay, what, what really happened? You own the part that you could have done better. Um, could have I said what I said um, in a better way, of course. You know, and you own that, and you go, okay, this is, but the intent, the contrast, uh, the context, that was all, uh, there was no ill intent. There wasn't anything that was hurtful. Right. It was to make a point on what not to do, but could have done it in a better way. So I have to own that, and, and I have owned it. And, but, um, and then you, you move to the point where you get rid of the folks around you that are not good for you. Mm -hmm. And when you're Papa John, you have a lot of folks that, probably are not the best thing for you in your life. And then you start surrounding yourself with better people. And so I look at the people around me today versus two years ago, 
it really is a blessing. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's a recipe for reversing <laughs> a really bad uh, moment in life. Folks, in a few seconds, we're going to come back with more with John Schneider. I want to dig into these transcripts and literally show people how reporters twisted the words in ways that no one could possibly imagine. We're going to get to that. But first, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with you. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, folks. Welcome back from the commercial break. We're lucky to have with us today John Schnatter, the founder of one of America's greatest pizza companies, one of my favorite pizza companies. You can probably tell I like pizza. But uh, John, welcome back, and I want to uh, want to get into the details now because as a reporter, I was fascinated when I got into the Louis Free Report to literally see the trade craft that my own colleagues, my own reporters, did to flip your words around to mean something that was never said. And so right. let's get to that first conversation. I believe it's a 2017 uh, earnings call, right? Right. There's a lot of people listening to this right. call. They all knew when the story came out it was wrong because they heard it themselves. But you're talking about the NFL and the potential impact that the uh, uh, dispute between the players and the owners was having on your business. You're trying to protect shareholders. Tell us what you said. Well, one of the most important things to me uh, through the old COVID thing, which has been dreadful, is the way it's hurt small business. I mean, when you start in a broom closet and you start broke uh, and you can't pay your bills and your check account's overdrawn, right. you can emphasize with folks, start, stop, start, stop, and they don't know what's, they, you know, not only do they have to compete, they don't even know when they get to compete again. Great point. And Papa John's is a family of small businesses, average franchisee, three, four restaurants, small business owners. Yeah. And 35%, a third of the spend nationally was going to the NFL. Well, the controversy uh, between the players and the owners uh, was not getting resolved. And so for the second year in a row, the majority of our spend was hurting the small business owner. I don't think it was the player's fault. I think it was management's fault. So on the earnings cost, basically told management, uh, Roger Goodell, fix the problem right. to the satisfaction of the players and really will be the satisfaction of my small business owners and my franchisees. I don't think management at the NFL is used to being challenged. I'm sure they're not. And, um, <laughs> you know, when I told, uh, yeah. I told the analysts, I said, this is an example of poor leadership. Right. And um, I guess I rubbed somebody the wrong way and they twisted it into, I was attacking the players and, you know, uh, attacking kneeling and everything else. And, yeah. Kaepernick, and it was just um, it was just a, a false narrative. It was not truthful, and they blew it up. But John, the biggest problem is Papa John's had a transcript on what I said. Yeah. Steve Ritchie was on the call as CEO. CEO he right was much more aggressive than I was with his comments. Right. And the board and management did nothing to correct the record. So Unreal. that should have been a light should have gone on and said, okay, the board management now know that if they do nothing, and Louis freeze report they right. call it inaction inaction right inaction if you if it's inaction we can make john look guilty even if he's not guilty i should have picked that up november of 17. I, I sensed it but i didn't realize that the people behind the scenes um were that scrupulous to do something like that to the founder it's it's unreal yeah. and uh it's aided and abetted by the news media and i worked at the associated yeah. press 
for more than two decades, I rose to be the number two official here in Washington exactly. at the AP. And there's an AP article that comes out that is one of the ones that, that uh, Director Free really dissects. And the headline says, Papa John, uh, Papa John apologizes for owners' comments criticizing players for kneeling. You never mentioned kneeling, did you? No. You never mentioned players. No. You never no. mentioned protests, the anthem. No. It's, it's remarkable. You go to the transcript, and here's what you actually said. Right. You actually say to the, uh, the shareholders and to the executives, uh, I'm concerned that the NFL owners haven't resolved this issue right. to the satisfaction of players. Right. You're actually standing up for the players. Actually standing up for the players. And it gets turned around. It gets turned around. When you read that headline and when you see how Papa John's played it, what was going through your mind at that moment? I'm like, well, there's a transcript. For God's sake, there's a transcript. I mean, we don't have to fabricate or he said, she said, or here's something. We have a transcript. And just go to the transcript. And I could not believe the media got it that wrong when it's actually in print. And that was the first indication. Remember the name Mark Shapiro. Mark Shapiro bankrupted Six Flags. Okay. He's a real bad guy. It All just right. is. He's involved with Goodell. And so I have now a board member that's in, in cahoots to undermine me, to get rid of me. And this would have been probably middle of 17, end of 17. And that's where this all started. That's wow. a wisp of smoke I had. Felt it, but didn't think somebody from the inside was behind it. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, Director Free does a good job of showing how a false story then becomes part of an echo chamber. Everybody starts reporting it, even though they never went and looked at the transcript. If they did, they would have known the story was yes. wrong. By the time the spring of 2018 comes around, you have a uh, marketing firm called uh, Laundry Service, and apparently they schedule an exercise with you. It's a training exercise, racial sensitivity, whatever it is, and you don't know what's being recorded, right? You think you're just participating in a marketing meeting. I did not know they were recording. Yeah. I did not know it was going to be on racial training. Right. I, that's the bad news. The good news is they did record it. Yeah. Yeah. And it only took two years for us to get that transcript, but what a transcript it is. Yes. So the story comes out, I think it's in Forbes, it gets leaked. So you're, you're the CEO or the chairman, you're going through this process, you're being secretly recorded by your own vendor, and then mm -hmm. someone leaks that recording to the Forbes. And the story that comes out is that you said during this racial training mm -hmm. seminar with your marketing people, something to the effect of Colonel Sanders used to use the N-word all the time and nothing ever happened to him, something to that effect. They left out the very next sentence that you uttered. Do you remember what you say? What did you say right after that? I never used the word. Exactly. What? Never what? use the word because I don't ever use the word. What a difference that entire sentence yeah. means when that next sentence comes. And that's cut off. Now, we don't know if Forbes didn't get the whole transcript or just intentionally ignored it. But it changes, as Director Free said in that clip at the beginning of this interview, it changes the entire context of what you said. But that became the knockout blow, right? The avalanche falls yes. on you. And within a few hours, you, you resign as chairman, right? Uh, that evening, resigned yeah. as chairman, yeah. and I was still on the board. Right. Um, but uh, what's interesting about that situation is the recording uh, was on May the 22nd. Right. Remember, this didn't hit the wire till July 11th. July was two months later, right? right. The board of directors had over a month to prepare in case there was an onslaught, and they knew what I said. Casey Washerman with Laundry Service said, if you don't give me $6 million, I'm going to bury your founder. Wow. Why didn't the board of directors, you got the-, the That's in a lawsuit now, right? Yeah, it's in the lawsuit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the face of the brand, the founder of the brand, uh, the authenticity of, brand, of the brand, and you're going to extort out of six million. Why wouldn't you call the FBI? Why wouldn't you have 10 lawyers on laundry service saying, you know, if you touch, you've signed, all signed confidentiality agreements. Right. You've all, you know, you knew it was training. You knew it was, this could be misconstrued and twisted around. And 
you were there to protect John. You were there to coach and to repair the damage. What the emails and the text have revealed through discovery is that laundry service and, and some of the board members of Papa John's were trying to get me to say something. Quote, just give him enough rope, he'll hang himself. Wow. And then after, the, wow. after I hung up from the call, they left the tape running. <laughs> Karma's the son of a gun here. It is, yes. They got is caught by I, their own tactic, didn't they? Oh my gosh, they were yeah. taping me to try to get me to say something to hurt me right. when they actually end up taping themselves, which indicted them. Wow. So after the phone call was over, they said, we hope he effing gets his, and we're gonna take this fire, we're gonna kill this guy, et cetera, et cetera. Evans malice. Yeah. Malice. So they knew going in, they were trying to get me to say something. They told them themselves after the fact, and then they run up to Forbes in the middle of an extortion. And the board of directors of Papa John's does nothing to support their founder and chairman. Wow. I mean, this is a public held company with a public board, and the board of directors paint the founder, the chairman, as a racist on a false narrative to get rid of him to get his company. Is that unbelievable it in America? Uh, it is unbelievable, yeah. it really is. And, and to see the director finally disassemble the false narrative in as effective a way as he did, it was shocking to me. You know, I believe in journalism, I believe in reporting. It makes my hands tremble when I see reporters be that far off, be that far wrong. It's just terrible, it's not right, it's not good for the country. Now, you've been through a lot. You, uh, you've stepped away from that company in the, in the, for the day to day, the company of what, 6,000 franchisees, is that right? Uh, 5,300. 5,300, yeah. yep. And more than a billion in sales a year, right? Four, three and a half billion. Wow. Yeah, that's a it's lot. A, it's more a big anybody. company. It's a big company. And, and one of the largest in the world for pizza, right? Uh, number four. Number four. Yeah. Wow. It's an amazing thing. So you step away, you've had a couple of years. What's next for you? What do you do next to, to move on? Do you create another company? What, what are you mm. going to do next? We're, we're looking at pizza. Uh -huh. uh, we're really looking in the health field because um, we want to make other people's lives better. Um, that's really what turns my crank. Um, <laughs> financially, uh, community-wise, right. uh, spiritual, physically, emotionally, we really like making other people's lives better. And so we're doing some things uh, with a few companies that in fact just does that. And um, if we can make humanity um, better, if we can make the world a better place and we can scale it up and it's sustainable, that's, uh, that's what I want to do with my life. And I'm excited about it. I think the rest of my life's going to be better than the first part. And the first part was, it was great. pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah it was pretty good. It's, it's the American tale. I mean, yeah. a, a, the success story. It yeah. really is. Um, and the few seconds we have left, I just want to ask you, you talked about forgiving, which is a big ask, and you've, you're on that process of doing that. <laughs> At the same time, you talked about accountability. What do you think is the most important action we should be watching for to see that accountability is brought to the people who brought this whole story to us? Three goals. Yep. Three goals uh, from the get go. Get rid of this N word nonsense because it's not truthful. It's just there's no truth in it. Find out how they did what they did. How do you unseat a chairman and a founder uh, on a false narrative? And then continue to carry on with the false narrative. And three, get on with, get on with my life. Get on to something bigger and, and better. Yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the three mirror. goals and so far so good. That's really awesome. John, I want to thank you for sharing your story with us today. It really is a remarkable moment of cancel culture reaching the boardroom. We've seen it in politics. Now it's in the boardroom. God knows where it's going to go next. Uh, folks, if you want to learn more about this story, go to Real America's Voice or AdjustedNews.com where you can find all the latest on what's going on at this amazing story. It's an incredible story of resilience. It's a story of redemption and exoneration. And you saw it right here on Real America's Voice. That was founder and editor-in-chief of Just the News, John Solomon, interviewing the founder of Papa John's. But the story doesn't end there. 
In fact, former FBI director Louis Free did an extensive investigation, which you heard about, where he dug into what really happened. And he took a strong and clear look at what was absolutely atrocious media malfeasance. I want you now to hear that interview from Louis Free. We're going to have it when we come back from the break. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, welcome back to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Greitens. Well, you've heard this powerful story of how the founder of Papa John's has now been exonerated thanks in part to the tremendous reporting of John Solomon, founder and editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com. But the story doesn't end there. As you heard, Louis Free, the former FBI director, did an extensive investigation of the malfeasance that was involved in taking down Papa John. It was powerful to see Papa John talking about faith, about resilience, about redemption. But for more on what he went through, listen to this interview with former FBI Director Louis Free. So in the investigation with respect to Mr. Schnatter, uh, very similar to what uh, the government would do and particularly what the FBI would do uh, for a background investigation. When the FBI agents conduct that background, one of the most important goals for them is to determine what the person's reputation is. In terms of reputation, we spoke to people who uh, knew Mr. Schnatter for 40 years or more. And our conclusion was based on reputation, based on people we interviewed, uh, documentation, research in the media, uh, well before the comments in 2017 and 2018, there was no indication that uh, Mr. Schnatter uh, evidenced any racial bias in his uh, statements, in his conduct, in the way he conducted himself. And that was confirmed by all the different factors that we looked at, but predominantly reputation. We looked at the uh, uh, allegations and some press reports uh, that said that uh, in the earnings call on November 1st, 2017, uh, Mr. Schnatter uh, complained and criticized uh, the NFL players, uh, particularly uh, the African-American players who were protesting or kneeling down during the course of the game or the pregame activities. So that was the allegation. And if you read some of these articles, including some mainstream articles, that's what they report. Um, we found that to be just completely inaccurate. 
So if you read the transcript, it's not very long and not very complicated. Uh, he doesn't even mention the NFL players. Doesn't even make a reference to the protests. What he does consistently is he criticizes the NFL leadership. He says they need to solve this problem to the satisfaction of the players. So unfortunately, uh, the mainstream articles that reported him criticizing the protests and the NFL players, they weren't just wrong, they were dead wrong. If you look at what he actually said, you look at the four corners of the transcript, uh, there is no way anybody could fairly, reasonably, or credibly uh, say that uh, there's even a hint of racial bias, racial animus, that he's uh, dispar disparaging the players, that he's criticizing the protests. It's just not there. So throughout the entirety of the meeting, Mr. Schnatter expressed his disdain for racism, for racial animus, for not treating people fairly or discriminating against them on the basis of their race or the color of their skin. And he was very consistent about that. So at the end of the, uh, the discussion, in fact, not even in response to a question, uh, Mr. Schnatter uh, expressed his frustration that, um, in effect, a double standard was being applied to him. And again, I think he's referencing back to the NFL standard, saying that, in effect, people criticize me for racism. And then he quotes, he quotes another person, not his own statement, he quotes another person who uses the N-word. And the next sentence out of his mouth is that I never use that word. And that's consistent with our investigation. There's no evidence or no information, reputational or otherwise, that he ever used the word. We concluded, and I concluded, uh, my team and I, that he never intended to use that word as a racial slur. He wasn't referencing to anyone. He was not directing it at a third party or at any phenomena or a concept. He was merely quoting someone else's use of the word to emphasize that a double standard had been applied against him uh, unfairly because he's never used the word and would never use the word himself. And then, outrageously, uh, this is leaked uh, by somebody who has control and access to the tape recording, would be my bet, uh, to Forbes magazine, who writes this uh, very uh, horrific story painting John Schnatter as a racist and using and relying on improperly uh, the reference that he made to someone else using the word. So the Forbes article uh, was not only outrageous because it was the source of a leak, uh, but it was doubly outrageous because it was inaccurate. So in the report, um, we did find an analogy to Mr. Schneider's situation with respect to a comment that uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, who's a a great governor and actually a friend of mine uh, used uh, in the fall of 2019. And again, uh, maybe ill-advised, but he used the word uh, as a quote that other people use. And clearly in the context of his speech, Governor Cuomo's speech, condemned the use of that. And his message was, we shouldn't be saying that because it's racially insensitive and it's totally immoral and wrong to say that. Uh, same reaction as Mr. Schnatter had. Uh, certain people in the media and in different uh, quarters uh, objected and criticized and jumped right on it. And uh, very, very quickly, uh, in Governor Cuomo's case, uh, people of credibility and weight uh, 
including prominent African-American politicians in New York State, uh, defended him and said it's completely out of context uh, to criticize him. And they made statements immediately, uh, you know, which put his uh, reference to this word, not his own use of the word, but he's talking about other people using it in the proper way. So it was a it was an analogy using um, the Governor Cuomo uh, incident uh, to show that you know people ill-advisedly may use a word like that, but you got to look at the context. What was their intent? Were they using it to uh, describe someone, to express their belief or their intention or how they view the world, or were they quoting someone else uh, using that word as an example of why you shouldn't do it, which is what Mr. Schnatter did. So when the FBI does a background investigation, one of the primary objectives, and it has been for some time, is to see whether the person has a racial bias or animus, because nobody uh, in the country wants somebody with that background and character to be in a position of trust or public service. So the FBI does a very thorough job in that regard. We spoke to a lot of people. We spoke to very, very prominent African-Americans, uh, including uh, the head of the National Baptist Church, the president of Simmons College, uh, prominent businessmen. And what was uh, not surprising to us, but what was very, very consistent, is they all said the same thing. Uh, they've known John Schnatter for many, many years. They've interacted with him. He's been to their churches. He's been to their uh, historically black university to speak to their students. Uh, they didn't sense, report, or assess one racial motive or animus uh, in him in any dimension. So, you know, very revelatory uh, comments, but essential interviews. Uh, if Forbes had talked to one of those people, uh, the whole story would have been written in a completely different context. In fact, they may not have written the story. So, you know, as part of our investigation, uh, they had every opportunity to tell us whatever they wanted about Mr. Schnatter, uh, and it was completely consistent, which led us to conclude uh, that this man has no history of racism or making racial statements, but more importantly, it's just not in his DNA. It is a powerful story of exoneration and redemption. And here on America's Voice tonight and every night, we work to honor our American heroes. Tonight, we honor Sergeant Cameron Medic. Cameron was an elite Army Ranger. He gave his life and died in a military hospital in Landstuhl, Germany, after coming under small arms fire during a reconnaissance mission on January 13, 2019, in Baghdad province, Afghanistan. He was on his second deployment with the 2nd Ranger Battalion, and his family was helped by Tunnel to Towers. Home. Home. Something to be proud of. Home. Safe. Comfort. Worthy of protection. Family. Home. I was deployed to Afghanistan. I was on patrol. March 26, 2010. During a dismounted patrol. I happened to step in the wrong spot. And took a sniper round into the chest. This is the date I was hit. I lost my legs almost immediately. I lost my left hand and both my legs above the knee. My arm was gone, so I closed my eyes, thinking to myself, if I just keep breathing, I will make it home to my wife. I just wanted to serve my country. Every day I'm still adapting to this new life. It was hard having everybody 
change their lifestyle to take care of me. A typical home doesn't feel like home to me. They have to carry my chair up the stairs. The hardest thing in my life is to have to call and yell for my children to help pick me off the bathroom floor. Where do you go when home isn't home anymore? This is Mark Wahlberg. There are over 1,000 families that need our help. Tunnelton Towers is honoring those heroes that risk their lives by providing them with mortgage-free homes. Yes, I'm on the waiting list to have a home built. It's going to be amazing. The smart home technology, it makes my life a whole lot easier. And it's 100% accessible. It's built to fit my needs. For me to gain independence again would be just amazing. Be able to just take care of myself as an individual. This home will allow me to be self-sufficient. It'll help me live my life. It gives me back some of my dignity who I used to be. There is a waiting list for houses. This is the waiting list. There are a lot of people on that list, yeah. There are a lot of guys like me out there. Maybe too many. Gives you back your dignity, your pride, your self-perseverance. Thanks to Tunnel of Towers, I'm gonna have all these freedoms given back to me. Home. Personal. Safety. Dignity. Family. Independence. Confidence. It's the American dream, isn't it? Home. I'd like to ask you to contribute $11 a month to support their efforts. Please visit TomofTheTowers.org. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home... Yes, cool! ...or attending one live... You can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.